Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, where we bring you insights into everyday human behavior and help you to change your habits, change your life and transform yourself. I'm your host and brother, Ibrahim Salaman, the Human Habit Guy, a street scientist in the school of everyday life. Inshallah, in each episode, our goal is to bring you ideas related to all things, the psychology of human habits and how they make us or break us, and more importantly, how to break the bad habits that hold you back and make good ones for successful changes so that you can become healthier happier smarter wiser stronger and the best or greatest version of yourself inshallah one habit at a time starting with you and me today thank you for listening enjoy the podcast أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله رب الشرح لسطري ويسر لأمر وحل الأقدة من لسان يفقه قول أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين All praise and all thanks to Allah Hi everyone I hope you are good and well and good health and imam of faith Inshallah And in today's episode Inshallah I, and I wanted to discuss in the psychology and the importance of and the beautiful habit of hope. So inshallah, what I've done is I've got my brother, Sheikh Ali Yusuf, with me today and to pick his brains once again. And last time we picked it on his life experience. <laughs> today we're picking from inshallah and to give us an Islamic perspective on the beautiful habit of hope. So inshallah, I'm going to welcome, without further ado, welcome my brother Ali. Sheikh Ali, welcome to the Human Habit podcast again and it's a great pleasure to have you again bro and I'm, I'm really excited and looking forward to and speak to you again as always inshallah and today I wanted to pick your brain on the beautiful habit of and hope as I mentioned to you recently in the last six months and just three people in my own circle of life two people in our city in Sheffield and a family member and have unfortunately been taken their own life committed suicide which is an ultimate giving up on life. Usually and often when we talk about, you know, not giving up, we talk about not giving up on breaking bad habits or, you know, not giving up on our dreams, but to give up on life is dangerous. Maka inshallah, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Kusa the word, as you say. Jazakallahu khairan and barakallahu feek. And thank you for having me and, and giving me the opportunity to share whatever we have with the community and also with the wider um, nation, whether they are Muslims or non-Muslims, people that can benefit from. And secondly, I would like to say uh, to those people who lost their lives, uh, um, like every soul shall taste death, but when it is a death that someone has taken their own life, this is even um, harder to um, understand and to digest. And it's, it's an awareness that we need to raise uh, within the community for them to not lose hope and to come forward. So it's always a pleasure to be here and, and, and to share these thoughts and, and, and conversations with you. Jazakallah yeah, bro. And uh, alhamdulillah, it's a great pleasure to have you. I was just going to say, and just remind and our brothers and sisters, or so anyone who's listening, we're doing this over Zoom. So just for a second, for about a few seconds there, you cut out. You know when you said, Inna ilahi to Allah we belong and to Allah we should return. It kind of um, paused on my side anyway. So I just wanted to let the uh, listeners know we're doing this over Zoom. So 
from time to time you might um, get the internet <laughs> internet might decide to have a little sleep or keep as we say inshallah Absolutely. We'll do our best, inshallah. Now, now, and yeah, you're right. And, and, and everybody will taste death, as Allah tells us, every human person. But like you said, when it's in, in suicide, it's, it's more harder for family and people to take it. Inshallah, that's why I wanted to talk about that in hope and the importance of it. So, inshallah, mm. I was going to say, so we might as well start. What is the definition of hope from Islamic perspective? So, inshallah, if you start from there, then we can spring forward. And as you have mentioned already, and hope in Arabic would be Raja. So Raja, in other words, is your expectations of Allah's mercy, Allah's forgiveness. Allah has pleasure with you. So when we talk about Raja, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we can say if we attribute that to Allah, Allah is forgiving. Allah forgives for his, uh, for his slaves. So you hoping that Allah has forgiveness to come to you and his mercy, you are putting your trust. So it comes with the trust. You putting your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And now, in, to break it down a little bit more, sometimes you can find yourself uh, engrossed in, 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 in money, bad deeds, uh, situations, and then you begin to wonder, and uh, if I ever would earn the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for you wondering and asking that question to yourself and saying, would I ever be forgiven? Would I ever get the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That is a ni'mah, that is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for you to actually have those thoughts. Now, going back to the definition, then Raja comes in with having good thoughts with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, for you thinking of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a good way, then this is husnudhan billah. And then the slave would be in a position that they have good thoughts of Allah, and then they would be thinking, okay, Allah will forgive me. Allah will have mercy upon me. So trust and hope. This is where the two can come together. So that's a small definition of the word hope, which comes with trust. Trust. Okay, so yeah, so, so hope is like interconnected with other emotion. Because once you have hope, like it's positive expectation and like husnud done. You're also that means trust, like confidence and optimistic as well. And that means you're kind of like, but also goes hand in hand with fear, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it, goes, it goes in hand with fear as well. So how do you get that balance? Because if you have hope that Allah will forgive you, you also got that one, you know, that obviously could be also, and you might think, well, what about if, if you have, you know, like you said, you're wondering and you're self-talking, thinking it's like, oh, you have that hope that Allah will, but also, the other way could also spin the other way and think, what about if Allah doesn't forgive me or if doesn't, you get it? So how about that, that balance? Exactly, that's a very good point. Um, okay, so we mentioned when someone have trust and hope in Allah, they will be thinking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive me. So they will turn to Allah all the time. But now some people might even go to an extent of stopping all good deeds completely. 
and they're saying because they feel like it's a waste of time. So they feel like, uh, oh, I'm just a horrible person. I'm a person that have not done anything good to try to please my people, to try to please Allah, try to please uh, uh, the, the circle that they're within. So this one is where, this one is where the devil and the Satan or the evil comes in. And then it says, oh, okay, hold on a sec. So I can treat this person even more. They're thinking that they will not be forgiven. So let me treat them even more. So for that person thinking that way, that, oh, they might lose hope and trust in Allah, is not from them. It's from the tricks of evil and shaitan and, 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 and the devil. Because we all know, let me back that up with the hadith of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, which is narrated by Bukhari, where the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created in 100 parts, Allah has created mercy, rahmah. And then 100 parts, he sent down to the earth, only one part. So Allah created 100 parts of rahmah. So one part of that 100, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent it down to the, uh, 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 to, the, to, to the earth for the people. Because of this one part, there is a love, uh, there is trust, there is hope amongst people and amongst the creation. So much so that an animal will lift up its hoof from its young one. So put it this way, a little elephant might be, uh, might be stuck under a rock. Yeah. The mother will come, it will lift it up. That's part of the rahmah. Fear of their offspring or the animal or whatever might get harmed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has reserved the remaining 99 parts of this mercy to favor his, his believing servants of the day of judgment. Sure. So this, now, we need to imagine this. We need to put this into our minds and say, you know what? So the rahmadah on the earth that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us is between the people between the animals, uh, is only one part of the hundred mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. So now, this is the picture that we're looking at. This is what we need to, how beautiful, you know what I mean, is, is, is the illustration of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promise. So this is a, is a motivational, uh, put it this way, this will dedicate you. This will give you the desire and the determination for you to continue forward and to say, you know what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive me no matter what. Yeah, so yeah, well, so that, that hadith shows like in how big the, the mercy and, and, you know, having that hope, it shows how big you should never really give up. It's like keeping that on the mind though, isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. like keeping that on top of your mind because we're forgetful. Another problem is we're forgetful. So sometimes we, this is another challenge for the human, because even I, and another thing as well that you remind me was sometimes we forget that we've overcome difficult circumstances. So sometimes I encourage people like to remember the difficult moments you've overcome from the past, which itself shows that it gives you an, a motivational element, like you said, like same like we mentioned in there, if you remember the hadith, if you can bring those things to, to mind, 
at that moment when you are um, when you are in need freely. That's 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 what I'm saying. It's like creating a habit of remembering that hadith when you're in the difficult moment and the difficult. The other thing as well is because if you look at also if you look at the role, you know, like if you look at other even um, depression, like or other d- different types of mental illness, also again in hopelessness, it's like plays a role in it because if you're depressed about something, it means you in it's the opposite it's like hopelessness as well so you know what okay when we look at it so keeping the hadith is on top of mind but another was another ways of in cultivating it so that that's one way the hadith another ways other ways of and the scholars or other ways of developing that as well cultivating yeah. the hope of course of course now if if let's put it this way let's put it this way now you might think to yourself I have done this and this and this. Another way of actually um, getting into that mindset is believing that no one is perfect. Nowadays, what we look for is we look for perfection. And in the ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your ability. So istita'a uh, is like your ability, what you can, what you able, as much as you can. Okay? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here, he says, Ittaqillaha mastata'a. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your, of your ability. And then on the other side, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the oft forgiven. So now, if you have a shortfall within yourself, within your dealings with your family, dealings with your neighbors, dealings with your work colleague, dealings with your ibadah, with your worship, with your righteousness, then always you have to realize that when it comes to hope, when it comes to trust, iman, faith plays in part. So the amount of faith that you have in your heart, you have in your mind, will always determine how mindful that you are, you will be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ Who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most are his righteous and those righteous scholars. So now, take the scholars part out. If you fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your ability, then this is where your iman, your faith, will be here one day and one day will be here. How you can bring you up by doing more ibadahs. How can you maintain it? By doing the little ibadahs that we talked about last time. Maintaining the small ibadahs, small righteous good deeds that you can do. Going back to the point that you mentioned now, which is like on the other way, then this is another way of cultivating yourself, realizing that I am not perfect. No one else is perfect. Perfection is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I know if I commit sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you. Then you make you, you repent. You go back to that sin and then you repent again. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will even be more happier that you came back. Now, Allah will forgive you first time, second time, third time. Allah will forgive you until the day of judgment, until your, your, your soul goes to your color boats or the sun rises from the, from the west. Now, it's in your hands now to think. If Allah and God can forgive me every single time I commit sin, how long do I need to repent? And how many times do I need to go back to Allah to ask for repentance? So now, 
the matter is in your hands. Hope, trust, iman, and also realization. Yeah. Once you realize that what you're doing, now put it this way, there are a lot of people out there right now that think they are doing perfect. But in other words, they are not. So some of them, they realize, they will say to you, listen, brother, or listen, sister, I have this thing and I have this thing. And I, for them to realize they have an issue with them, it's a ni'mah, it's a blessing. Realization is a blessing. The next step is to make tawbah. The next one is to put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your hope, and say, Allah and God will forgive me. But what, what, what is your... What is your take on that as, as Ibrahim? Let me refresh that to you and say, what is, what is the scientific or the practical part of actually realizing these points and putting it together? No, that's great. Well, you're right. Well, I there, of course. And the thing is, like you mentioned there, the, being aware and acknowledging of the, of, like, of the sin or the bad habit or whatever, as long as you, that's the first thing in it. The first one is awareness in it. Because if you're not aware and you don't acknowledge it, then obviously, like I mentioned before, like and you're you're flying blind in it. Or it's a bit like that guy, you know that story of the and you sort of half the guy who Allah gave a lot of good worldly things and then his garden and then he sees like I don't think this is ever gonna end. And then afterwards he says that even if it did end, I'll find which I will bring you back to that executive. So, but the point of it is being aware, like you said, mentioned that's the first thing that's key. And, and in repentance, and all, once you been also like, you know, you just mentioned it as a great thing where you mentioned like, and to realize Allah said to the best of your ability, because sometimes we compare ourselves to other people, or this is just a human nature, and this is human nature, you compare yourself to your brothers, siblings, other people, and even today, like social media, people just putting up their Halida, the glamour, the little bit of glamour, <laughs> the glamour side of their life, not showing the, the difficulty aspects of it. So you compare yourself, so to the, Allah making it easy for us to say to the best of your ability. So as soon as you realize that, that you do your best, this also burden, it, it takes the burden of you, distressing emotion, because if you're comparing yourself to scholars or other people, then you distress yourself because thoughts and feelings, they in the Mahalidaha, they influence each other so much. So the distress can sometimes can come from that. So repentance, of course, once you acknowledge and repentance, then once you repentance, like mentioned there, now that's when you got the hope because once you've acknowledged and you've repented, even that just that itself creates a now you can you can move forward. Do you see what I'm saying? Like psychologically, you can move forward now, like for example, which brings me nicely to the importance of having goals or future picture of moving toward because and I think and Allah says grace each other and for heaven you know for Jannah so I let you expand on that one inshallah <laughs> ma'am um yes absolutely right um now we have we we've got those ones now here mm-hmm. now then it's also important to know and to be aware that every difficulty that you go through in life as, a, as an individual, as a person, there's mm-hmm. always an ease at the end. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling a surah to Allah, Every difficulty that you go through, there's a relief. Verily, with every difficult, there is a relief. Therefore, it's very important that 
when we free ourselves from those, what I actually call them uh, uh, fake imitations of those people who display their ni'mah all the time and, and try to deceive other people and, or try to show off behind the screen. But behind the screen, actually, that person is going through a lot of problems. So this is now where self-confidence comes in. And as you mentioned, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us that itself. It's Allah is, 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 has laid the foundation for us saying, hasten for the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But before we even touch upon that, before we even go on to that, for you to overcome that, you need to realize your purpose of here. Like, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Who am I? Where do I need to be? So this will determine the point that you just mentioned now in terms of uh, making plans and in terms of, of moving forward. It's like, okay, I'm here now. This is what I'm doing. Where do I need to be? There, there, there. So you have a motive. You have an aim. You have an objective. And once you have an aim, an objective, and a motive, you won't have time to entertain all these uh, social media hype and all these nonsense. You won't have time for it because time you are worshiping with Allah. The other time you're working for your family. The other time you're perfecting yourself, you're cultivating yourself. So you won't have time for that. People who usually spend a lot of time on these topics and on these issues are people who have time on their hands. And now, this nicely brings us to the hadith of Prophet Muhammad where the Prophet Muhammad said, five people, take five people before five. So one of them in reference is your time before you become busy. Now, you're a parent, I'm a parent. You know, you want to do so much, but sometimes you cannot because you have dependence. But fast forward 20 years ago, when we we're not married, you could go yeah. out whatever you want. You could do this, you could do that. So now, it's always good to take advantage of your time and plan accordingly. If people are thinking, oh, okay, where can I get this result? Where can I get this? If I do this, I'm going to lose this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, whoever puts their trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open doors that they weren't even expecting. Again, it goes back to hope. It goes back to trust. Yeah. It goes back to... <laughs> putting your uh, faith in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I was going to say, because and it, like when, when you look at also hope, when you look at hope, it's also the, the link between the past and the future and the present, because like you, you hope Allah forgives you for your past and you hope he accepts your deeds today in the present so you can get the reward. And there's that ayat where Allah says, let each person look forward to and what he's put forward for tomorrow, and then he will find it with him, right? If you can expand on that as well, because it's the link in it between past and the future and the present. Absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, it's, Allah, it's an ayah of the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, every soul shall fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and look forward to what they have put forward for tomorrow. Alhamdulillah, guys, that's it for today's episode. Inshallah, we'll continue with our discussion of the psychology of hope and how we can keep it alive in our hearts with our brother Sheikh Ali in next week's episode, Inshallah. And please do remember that the habits of the heart, habits of the mind, habits of the soul and the habits of the body do matter. They shape our existence and our future in this life and the year after. And you don't decide your future, you decide your habits and your habits will decide your future.
please always keep that in mind and please if you found this beneficial do me a favor and share it with family and friends and until the next episode inshallah take care and i wish you success in this life and the hereafter and i ask allah to give us all ربناتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار Oh Allah, give us good in this life and day after Safeguard us from the punishment of the hellfire Ameen Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh